0: It's what you call the
1: boredom. Okay,
0: that one was weird. It's
1: going to be the feel-everything movie
0: of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now.
2: Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network.
3: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended.
4: Epiphany, an ancient Greek word meaning the appearance or manifestation of a deity. Long before the Greeks, Epiphany's primordial essence was to shine. To shine like a beacon that beckoned, a boy guiding the way, shining like a bear or a berry in the sun, enticing with sweet juice upon the tongue, waving like a bright fluttering banner saying, "I am here." The name of things that shine and wave and waver, that come from nowhere and feed our imaginations. Phosphorescent, diaphanous phantoms, emphatic phenomena, phantasmagorias of manifestations that fire the eye and brain. Poetry erupting unbidden. So how is the deity brought to light, made visible? Why would it choose to do so? Does it choose us or do we choose it? Of the thousands of plants in the Amazon jungle, how did the people know which two to combine to bring the gods? They say the plants told them. They shine and sing in the forest gloom. The gods wished to be revealed, to be known. But back here at home, the word is related to fancy, fantasy, a momentary mental image, probably mistaken and maybe just crazy. In ancient days, the veil of Epiphany was everywhere thin. Gods came and went freely. Anything could transform into anything else. People could become animals or trees or water. They all became stars eventually, and anything could become a person. So one must have manners and be gracious because you never knew just what you were dealing with. Four centuries ago, Epiphany Silk was a transparent cloth that was nicknamed Tiffany. A couple of centuries later, a man named Tiffany made vases, glass, mosaics, and lamps, translucent artifacts to catch and hold the shine. A Tiffany epiphany now can be had with the flick of a switch. And manners aren't nearly as important because we have banished ecstatic vision to the locked mental ward We can no longer transform into snakes, freshets, and stars. The veil is rent.
5: Welcome to Reimagined Radio, a program about radio storytelling. I'm Jack Armstrong. With each episode, we combine dialogue, sound effects, and music to engage your listening imagination. This episode is no different, and here to tell you about it is John Barber, producer and host.
6: Thank you, Jack. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reimagined Radio. This episode is Twisted Epiphanies, It features 20 short radio stories written and voiced by folks living in America's Pacific Northwest. Each story features an epiphany, a sudden, unexpected revelation or insight, especially with regard to four questions we often ask ourselves—who, where, what, and why. The responses are entertaining and insightful. Sometimes they're uncomfortable, twisted from expectations. But each is an excellent, thought-provoking story about the human experience. Reimagined Radio originates at KXRW-FM, Vancouver, Washington, and KXRY-FM, Portland, Oregon. We thank them for their support. And we thank you for joining us as we present Twisted Epiphanies with this episode of Reimagined Radio. Epiphanies, those unexpected, unexplainable flashes of revelation or insight, shifting, changing, inspiring our perspective, worldview, life. For this episode, we asked writers and voice actors here in America's Pacific Northwest to consider epiphanies addressing the essential questions of humankind. Who am I? Where am I going? So what and why? The responses, as you will hear, are very insightful, often with an unexpected twist. Like our opening epiphany, written and voiced by Jody Lorimer. With Tiffany Epiphany, she shared the origins of the word epiphany and suggested changes in human graciousness and manners makes it more difficult and sometimes dangerous to see and appreciate momentary, translucent connectivity, i.e., epiphanies as a desired human attribute this sets the stage for our first question who are we let's begin with dark energy by jody larimer who suggests the potential for epiphanies are curtailed if not destroyed by the same forces that create them
4: We are beings whose eyes harvest light. We know our world from what invisible rays of light bouncing off matter tell us, defining our reality. And so, the dark is confusing, nurturing legions of ghosts and things that go bump. Yet some people focus on the dark as being more nurturant, where we see constellations as dot to dot twinkles, The Mayans saw the dark spaces in between the light, forming sacred llamas and snakes. We ponder the night sky and are dazzled and uplifted by the billions of stars we see. But if you total up all the stars and all the galaxies in the sky, they add up to only 5% of the observable universe. 27% is made up of dark matter, and 68% is made up of the mysterious phenomenon called dark energy that only reveals itself to us as a phantom effect on the light we can see in the spinning stars. So empty space is not empty. It's full of darkness, the nature of which is utterly strange to us. And we see now that despite gravity, the stars are expanding further and further away from each other. Now, galaxies would never have formed in the first place if gravity had not been created by dark matter in the beginning, gathering the glittering primordial materials together like a great cosmic spider spinning its web. Dark matter particles are so commonplace that billions pass through humans every second, yet we don't know much about it. We are limited by our vision. Our light harvesting must be attuned to the darkness, the ultimate dark. And so we build receivers for the darkness as delicate as crystal eggs clustered together like an involved seed and bury them miles underground in abandoned mines waiting for a spark of light to be generated by a particle of dark matter finding its way all those miles under the surface of the earth to strike a crystal surface we have put there. Dark matter, we know, pulls things together. Dark energy that makes up most of the cosmos, drives them apart. But we don't know why. There is a photograph capturing the scaffolding of space. The web of dark matter that lured galaxies into place sparkles of light, like twinkling islands in rivers of black. It looks exactly like a picture of the neurons that fire in our brains. The sparks of energy running along our own cerebral dark rivers, colliding like tiny spinning galaxies, generating thoughts and emotions, inspiring art or slaughter, imagining empires, or disintegrating into dementia when the lights go slowly out, one by one. They are perfect examples of a fractal. Zooming in with a microscope or out with a telescope reveals self-similar patterns repeating over and over in different scales, twinkling island universes of possibility floating in the embrace of dark matter. While dark energy conspires to pull the primordial web apart. Carl Sagan told us we are made of star stuff, and now it appears we are made in the image of stars, and we each carry spinning universes in our heads, each drawn together by our personal dark matter, and pulled apart by dark energy. It should come as no surprise,
6: dark energy by jody larimer dark energy dark matter dark spaces the nature of darkness it's all a mystery figments atoms the substance of who we are impossible to hold but we continue searching for or making up answers or excuses
0: we are the holograms of our spiritual selves matter but a figment of greater imagination what is real seeming improbable the substance of who we are impossible to hold We are programmed with genetic code, predestined to live and experience, suffer the world, not freely willed, our paths most certainly hacked out of stone and marrow of uncountable stars.
6: Two twisted epiphanies written by Lawrence Overmeyer, each voiced by Zoe Nelson. You just listen to The Helix, which provides a sobering epiphany that we are predestined to suffer the world rather than live freely. That one shouldn't be a mystery. Most religions promise great rewards for lives of struggle. Before that, you listen to Adam, A T O M, and Eve. An intriguing epiphany about the idea that we are only holograms of our spiritual selves, figments of a greater imagination. Again, religion provides a context. You are listening to Reimagined Radio. Our episode is Twisted Epiphanies. Short radio stories about sudden unexpected revelations or insights. You just listened to three addressing an essential question of humankind. Who am I? this is john barber producer and host you'll hear more twisted epiphanies in just a moment but first i want to tell you about the Fusebox show it's a different kind of epiphany twisted in its own fashion also brought to you by kxrw fm vancouver's community radio station Here's a sample.
7: Fuse box. Yeah, I think it's time to drop the mental health hammer on
2: old Louie.
3: So if she drowns, she's not a witch.
5: It it has to do with the revealing of a soon-to-be-born infant.
8: And that involves setting something on fire.
5: Catch Fusebox the first
6: Wednesday of the month at 12.30 p.m. Here on KXRW 99.9. As you heard, the cast is colorful. The sound design and voice acting shows real talents at work doing things the rest of us mortals dream about. And the way Fusebox responds to things that supposedly smart people do that are anything but, well, with Fusebox... You can feel the righteousness coming through your radio. Learn more at the Fusebox Show website, www.thefuseboxshow.com. This is Reimagined Radio with our Twisted Epiphanies episode. We're listening to short radio stories that speak to unexpected revelations and insights written and voiced by creative people here in America's Pacific Northwest. We listened to examples earlier that addressed an essential question of humankind. Who am I? Another question we ask ourselves is, Where am I going? These next twisted epiphanies offer insightful answers. Let's listen now to Domino, written by Gerald McQuinn, voiced by Shannon Day and Eric Newsom.
4: starts
1: awake
4: (laughs) at a sound like rain.
1: Midnight train.
8: Hey, there's something weird here. You hey guys, you guys want something loose? I hey, I need to know what's up here.
1: Time for mass.
6: That was Domino. In answering the question, where am I going, Domino suggests the possibilities are always fluttering just below consciousness and perhaps are often crushed by the weight of new revelations or insights. This is Reimagined Radio. Our episode is entitled Twisted Epiphanies and features short radio stories about insights and revelations, often with unexpected twists. This next one, written and voiced by Scott Campbell, suggests that life repeats itself. We keep playing the same roles over and over until we arrive at the edge of the great plunge. Let's listen now to Birth.
3: Life demands her portion. No escape. She captures all of us in her story, rich, poor, and in between. Privileging no one, she kills monsters and heroes and extras in an endless series of raging battles. Finally, there comes the apocalypse, which is explosive or pitifully anticlimactic. Either way, the blank screen of the end means it's time for another cup of coffee, another script, another casting call. It's a routine that quickly turns performance into drudgery for actors. Play the characters enough times and you experience ennui. You wanna change universes or at least go on strike. Keep playing them though, until every line is a rustling of dry leaves and every plot and subplot is a dancing paper mache skeleton. And something happens. You pause, and with the deftness of a first time or lifelong lover, you trace with trembling fingers the silence that invites you to the great mystical plunge. This is called
5: birth.
6: It may be a cliché to think of life as a journey. Instead, how about life as a detour to an unknown destination, different from what we expect? That's the premise of this next Twisted Epiphany, written and voiced by Kimberly Johnston. Let's listen now to Detour.
9: driving fast, the air is cold and hard on my skin, but it's unfurling my tightly wound head. I've been begging to have it take me away. Everything is better when I'm moving through the world quickly. Uncomfortable in boredom, in my rear view and gaining, The dead forward is blurred. I don't know my destination right now, but I know where I want to end up. and nobody seems to have directions, but I can feel my way there. It's like bumbling through the dark sometimes, and other times, leaning into the curves and accelerating, coming out of the base in my heart. I should be lost by now, but I keep coming back to the same place. Different views, no news, and back again. I touch my cheek, turn my head to the side, and the wind whips my hair into feathers. Video feed is showing you my view. It flickers with the electricity of a million colors until it zips back into monochrome static. Rewind, pause, hoping you find the clue within the last seconds, virtual beacons or a dot on a map. If it's meant to be like a cherished crumpled valentine Then we'll find it soon, top desk drawer, underneath the Phoenix phone book. Because really, my love, it should be like going home.
6: Detours are not necessarily the easiest routes. They require us to move from the familiar to the unknown. Detour can evoke uncertainty, even fear. To assure ourselves, we often linger on indecision. This way or that? The red pill or blue? Written by Devin James and voiced by Jeff Pollard, this next twisted epiphany calls the lingering moment of indecision the float. Let's listen.
7: I have broken off what is safe. Where I'm hanging in the balances, neither here nor there. Holding my breath, knowing I have to go into that fear for air unsure whether my destination is the best of places, whether it's the answer to questions raised in a moment in time, a moment that holds frozen slow motion, like it's hard enough to exit your body looking at this float and asking, am I going to make it?" it, it? Like I just left the comfort of the mothership for another trip, on the basis that I know I can't get where I want to go without breaking away. It's either a stay here and implode, or acknowledge the fear and embrace it. And so I float. I float like the world that existed before and the world I'm aiming for are light years apart, that I'm traveling through space-time displacement, and in that space-time continuum is a thought that is ancient. I float as uncertainty equalizes my body, bracing for impact, hurtling towards this new destination new faces placed in a chapter that reads, there's amazing awaiting. So I smile at the miles I've traveled. The catapult average folk won't engage because old habits paralyze them as if in a camera's frozen pose. I have decided to jump. And as I trust this hunch, I say goodbye to the months of pressure building. I have left the building because my time has come.
6: Every indecision is a lock, according to Devin James, who wrote and voiced this next twisted epiphany, titled simply, The Locks.
2: The Locks. Every excuse is a lock put on your mental front door, and at first it starts with a few. What started is one, then became two. What grew to three became four, five, and six. Soon you end up with 20, but not enough picks. See, the locks became layered, infused in their function to where now your excuses are confused at this juncture. There's so many levels, unlock one to lock another, you just wanna try something new. Maybe see a new color. But there's so many locks. There's locks and side locks. There's keys and deposit boxes lost in my thoughts. Now I can't remember why I, I made up that lie that I can't just be free and give whatever a try. I've now locked myself in. I've put up my walls. My thoughts are so boxed, they've now become small. I've lost the big picture. My walls have closed in, opportunities knock, but I can't get the door open. I try to unlock them, but there's too many of them. I'm feeling held hostage, and in circles I'm running. I'm going stir crazy, I gotta get out. The walls that I put up have got to come down. Man, I'm backed in a corner, there's nowhere to go. I just wanna be free and not be so alone. This place has no comfort, It's holding me back. The halls are so long, so hollow and black, the excuses I made when the odds were all stacked are now stacked up against me. So I close my eyes, and I say I wish, I wish, I wish all these walls would fall flat." flat. so I open my eyes, and to my surprise, my walls have come down. I can look at the sky. I can see the horizon, a world that's so vast. Man, I thought I was broken, but I broke from my cast. There's no more holding back. There's no more excuses. I now choose to no longer live in seclusion. My walls have come down. It's just me on this rock. Now, when opportunities come, they don't even have to knock.
6: This is Reimagined Radio, and we are exploring Twisted Epiphanies, short radio stories about revelations and insights, often with unexpected twists. We'll be back in just a moment to consider another essential question of humankind, so what? This is John Barber, producer and host of Reimagined Radio. With each episode, we combine voices, sound effects, and music to spark your imagination.
9: Answer me! Who is this? Do you realize you're driving me crazy? Who's calling me? What are you doing it for? Now stop it! Stop it! Stop it!
10: Marches with rattled metal tramples his shadow. He mounts by the pyramid, stamps on the stairway, turns. His arm
7: rises, his visor is opening.
10: Smoke comes out, black smoke drifting over the city. People in the streets see it now, people trying to run away from it, but it's no use. They're falling like flies. Then something went wrong with the car. It stalled right on the tracks. The train was coming closer. I could hear its bell. It's cry, it's whistle, crying. Still, he stood there. Now I knew that he was beckoning me, beckoning me to my death.
11: The most important thing is to recapture the mechanical
5: peak. Reimagined radio. Nothing to see,
6: everything to hear. Next month, join us for stories behind the War of the Worlds. For November, we're planning three interesting stories from the Clark County Historical Museum Oral History Collection. For December, join us for Cajun Christmas. Each will be brought to you first by KXRW-FM Vancouver and KXRY-FM Portland. Join us each month for more interesting radio storytelling. This is Reimagined Radio. Our episode is Twisted Epiphanies, short radio stories with unexpected twists and turns. So far, we have considered epiphanies as insights and revelations in response to two central questions of humankind. Who am I and where am I going? Let's consider now another question. So what? In asking, so what? We are asking the value of life.
0: What is the value of a human life? In the doing or the being? In both or in neither? What is the value of your human life? Something to consider from
6: the Twilight Zone. That was One For You from the Twilight Zone, written by Lawrence Overmeyer and voiced by Zoe Nelson. As they say, the value of human life is something to consider, especially when compared to this report from X-Star 10 also written by Lawrence Overmeyer, but voiced by Lev Lieberman.
8: It was a strange planet we landed on, a contradiction of nature, serene and turbulent, profane, yet divine. Beings of all size and form inhabited magical terrain, open sky and waterfall, deep jungle, arid plain. But even though their eyes, deep-set in rather large heads, appeared to be open, in sad, unfortunate fact, none could see. In blind trance, they set about destroying, using, manipulating, until what had been beautiful once became irrevocably ugly even so incredible as it may seem they could not see the ugliness either instead building great monuments in praise of what they deemed an extraordinary conquest of dirt and stone
6: human blind ambition and hubris often lead to the belief that all of earth is for unrestrained human exploitation. This next twisted epiphany, Contagion, written and voiced by Jody Lorimer, offers an interesting alternative line of thought.
4: It feels like sitting on a beach overlooking a flat sea. With endless numbers of others spaced six feet apart, All staring at the ocean, waiting for the tsunami they know will come from across the world. Behind them, the snow is melting and birdsong wafts from the treetops. Snowdrops and daffodils emerge. Fresh hits of meltwater trickle from the rocks. The air is fresh, blowing gently and clean. How can it be now, in the face of gentle spring, that this is happening? The busy skies are quiet, not crisscrossed with vapor trails of chemicals. The rumblings of traffic are stilled. The normal bustling outside is stagnant. We wait, breathless, to discover if we truly, finally, lose our precious breath. It is an oppression unlike any other. An invisible and silent demon coming for us. We have no defenses but soap and distance. At a time when all that is wanted is to fall into each other's arms. To embrace in love, friendship and comfort. To dance together in a defiant circle hands clasped and sweating with joyous exertion. It is also what the demon wants and what it needs to live. And so is forbidden. It is the hardest for our elders, our frail, who most need our help and holding and now must face their brief future alone, a fearful hand with none to hold it, No safe place to cry for the world they are leaving that has held such joy and sorrow for them. To see that world overwhelmed and suffocated by an invisible miasma passed from hand to hand with a kind gift of flowers, a bottle of wine, or a kiss. To worry for their children and their children's children. The children acting like children think they're safe that it will pass over them and move on leaving them to grow old and worry some other day about a new ravaging for there will be one we open roads into places where we have never been before places riotous with strange life we have never encountered we bring our blood our flesh and our moist warm bodies incubators for this strange life until now laying quietly in festoons of deep vines damp undisturbed leaf litter on the forest floor in places where the sun has never shone. a feast unknown till now released We slash and burn triumphantly and bring the sunlight, the dusty air, the machinery to loose the invisible demon, never realizing it has won, by only waiting for eons for us to set it free. We begin to fail, to fall, to clasp a friend's hand and take them down with us. And that friend takes the hand of another who falls. When you are the most virulent virus on the planet, Gaia's survival strategy is to loose another, to probe our soft places, our selfishness, vanity, and greed, and take our breath away. Without us, with fewer of us, the air clears. The birds can hear each other calling in the parks. Our machines are stilled and their damage halted. The air above us clears, and Gaia can breathe.
6: The central theme of contagion has been explored in science fiction books and films as projections, possibilities. The subject of our next Twisted Epiphany is actual lived experiences for many human cultures past and present.
5: We forget that air is a substance. We can't see it,
4: but it's there. Connecting everything and everyone. With every breath I take you in, give back myself. We are in touch, no matter how far. The distance an illusion between that which is not and can not be separated.
6: That was Fiber, written by Lawrence Overmyer and voiced by Nancy McDonald. If everything is connected... As Fiber suggests, let's consider other points along the continuum. Let's listen now to The Iranian Girl, written by Lawrence Overmeyer and voiced by Neen Paliano. The
1: Iranian Girl. There's a hole in the ground, a moving of earth, now made a sad depression where once she played in puddle rain, splashing with the joy that comes from childlike feet. The sound is still here in the air, the breeze yet carrying the secret laughter that haunts the waking hours of those who've lost the way. How vain to think that memory can be erased. All will remember, no one escapes. I wonder if she saw it the moment before, her hair still flying free, the metal catching that last pure glint of sun. Did she hear the explosion that made no sense? Did she feel her body come apart and fall like dust too soon? Does anyone ask whatever she felt, whatever she dreamed? Her dreaming time is gone, and no lofty word of God or glory will ever make it right. Dare to listen, and you will hear her. Dare to open your eyes and see the Iranian girl, no different, like you, like me.
6: The Iranian girl. She lived. Had dreams for her life, but was vaporized in a rocket attack. Collateral damage. Does anyone remember her? Does anyone care? So what? So what? So what? So what? So what? So what?
7: Extending oily greeting. Meet John the heathen. heathen. Expression of no feeling, but dank, twisted meaning. For no reason, proving life thus fleeting.
6: You are listening to Reimagined Radio. Our episode is Twisted Epiphanies, short radio stories offering unexpected and sometimes uncomfortable revelations and insights. You just listened to John the Heathen, written and voiced by Jeff Pollard. Words? Poetry? Songs? Epiphanies? So what? Do they mean anything? Will we hear about them on television? It depends. This next twisted epiphany, Newsworthy, written by Lawrence Overmeyer and voiced by Nancy Munson, responds to news pundits with nothing to say.
1: Newsworthy. The pundits drivel and drool across the pages of what used to be a newspaper, as if their heady games of political backstabbing and intrigue will actually matter in a year or two. I like to spill cold coffee on their little printed faces and watch their eyes and ears obfuscate into a meaningless stain of ink and goo. Then I take their silly ruminations, folded neatly, to the cat box where Fluffy has her way with them.
6: Many of us spend good portions of our lives online. Digital portals and interfaces substitute for face-to-face interaction. Writer Lawrence Overmeyer portrays this phenomenon. His thoughts are voiced by Mark Rose. Let's listen now to Technoman.
5: plugged in, wigged out, logged on, to the wall, brain-wired, through windows of inner cyberspace, telemarketed on airwaves of high-tech, no resolution, toastered in a microwaved oven, ears popped corn-wise, my electric eyes spinning sockets, juiced like a jingle julep, sucked through the jargon of video laser loser lips, played for a lackey, by big no-name hucksters who think I have no will of my own. But if I pull the plug now, will self and soul reboot or just be deleted?
6: Technology, like so many aspects of our lives, severely divided by love and hate. Why? Bob Steary narrates our next twisted epiphany, It's called, The Moon is Leaving, and is about unexpected consequences of so much hate in our lives.
10: The Moon is Leaving, or The Mad Ape. The moon is leaving. She's had enough of us. She won't illuminate our love scenes anymore. No more moon in June, a singer to croon, to a saccharine tune, while we fools spoon, we mad apes. Not so suddenly she saw our hate, our lust for power, the scarcity of our compassion, the famine of our love, the gross abundance of our falsity, and will leave us dark and tideless for more rewarding and gentler orbits. Asked to stay, she softly reminds us of the millennia in which we failed, failed over and over to hear her soft song, were deaf to love, so deaf and chose the songs of Mars. Mars. Asked to stay with tears and anguish at our loss, with loudest promises of change, with the loudest promises of change, she softly reminds us of earlier compacts, broken over and again and sings of her patience, her long, soft patience, now exhausted. The moon is leaving. She's had enough of us. She's had enough, enough of the mad ape.
6: Part of the problem is politics. So much a spectacle of charades and attention-seeking pantomimes. But that's for humans. Shifting the focus, writer Lawrence Overmeyer and voice actor Zoe Nelson consider the politics of trees. Let's listen.
0: I much prefer the politics of trees. They haven't gotten me, you see. They just grow. Minding their own business, taking in the sun, giving breath to all life. At home, their sturdy place in the world, content. Until some full human chops them down for kindling.
6: This is Reimagined Radio. The episode is Twisted Epiphanies short radio stories seeking to answer essential questions of humankind. Who am I? Where am I going? And so what? Our final epiphany addresses the remaining question, why? Writer and voice actor Cynthia McGeehan says, why is useless and suggests another perspective for our attention. Let's listen now to why.
11: Why? For this one unthinkable thing, you don't get to know why. For this unthinkable thing, why will burrow in your heart and grow like a weed, a canker, a tapeworm, an oak. In this unthinkable time, why will drop its duffel, Flop on the couch and stay. A drug addicted lying thief who saps your strength and breaks your heart and takes with no return. Y will pull you down the rabbit hole and never look back. Send Y packing. Brook no arguments, banish him from your door. For this time and place, for this one unthinkable thing why is nothing but a useless punk
6: you are listening to reimagined radio our twisted epiphanies episode concluding remarks are next but first this request for your support John Barber here, producer and host of Reimagined Radio, to encourage your support of KXRW-FM, Vancouver's community radio station. You might not know it, but KXRW operates entirely on listener support. Your support benefits not only the local radio programming you hear, but also the local economy and culture in which you live. It builds something that benefits everyone. If you already support community radio, thank you for your generosity. If not, please contact KXRW-FM or your community radio station wherever you listen to this program and learn how to support their efforts. Thank you for your support. This is Reimagined Radio. Our episode is Twisted Epiphanies. Epiphanies are those unexpected, unexplainable flashes of revelation or insight, changing and shifting our lives. We asked writers and voice actors here in America's Pacific Northwest to share with us short radio stories exploring the idea of epiphany, especially with regard to four questions. Who am I? Where am I going? So what? and why their responses were insightful and sometimes disturbing hence our episode title twisted epiphanies if you would like to learn more about this episode of reimagined radio and our other efforts with radio storytelling please visit our website www.reimaginedradio.net reimagined radio is brought to you by kxrwfm vancouver washington and KXRY-FM Portland, Oregon. Content curation and script by John Barber. Sound design, music composition, and post-production by Mark Rose. Our presence on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is coordinated by Regina Carroll Social Media Management. Graphic design by Katherine Klaus. Our announcer is Jack Armstrong. This is John Barber, producer and host. Thanks again for listening.
5: This has been a production of Reimagined Radio. Our radio broadcasts are heard on local, regional, and international community radio stations. For on-demand streaming, point your browsers to our website, Reimagined Radio. That's all one word, no punctuation, dot net. While you're there, subscribe to our snappy email program guide. Thank you so much for listening. And please join us again for another episode of Reimagined Radio, where we'll continue our exploration of radio storytelling.
3: Thank you for listening to Monday Matinee right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Tuesday Terrors for Horror, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Thursday Thrillers for Action, Adventure, Mystery, and Crime Drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for Kids and Families Alike, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here... On the Mutual Audio Network.
11: The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Where we listen and imagine together.